0: unspoken issues all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of unspoken issues i am jesse starcher here with my good buddy chris armstrong ready to talk some 90s comics tonight chris
1: always ready for 90s comics i love to hear
0: that love to hear it so well we had a poll this was kind of an idea that you had for a while. So I'll let you kind of throw that out there. You know, on the Unspoken Issues Facebook page, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to plug it at the end. But, you know, we we put a poll out there. People get to pick which issue that we are going to discuss on this podcast. And we'll throw up our picks. We'll throw up each other's picks. We'll throw up picks from the people that uh, listen to the show. Uh, so you never know what you're going to get. So, but Chris had an idea for this poll, and I'll let him explain it. Go ahead, Chris.
1: Oh, for a while, I've thought about doing a sort of like a loser's bracket style poll with like we take some some books that uh, we've done in polls in the past and give them another shot against each other. Thunderstrike was the loser of the very first Unspoken Issues poll against, I believe, Prototype number one. I think that was a fairly close one. Uh, So that was... Uh, I've wanted to get him back in the rotation there for, for a while. You know, this cover alone is like a kind of a classic 90s uh, cover. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to to use that as one of the losers. And then I, I, I'll let you pick the second of the uh, losers bracket.
0: What if volume two, number 49, The Silver Surfer, had possessed the Infinity Gauntlet? Thunderstrike won fairly handily here. We had a total of 21 votes. 13 went to Thunderstrike what if volume two, number 49 got eight votes. So mm. Thunderstrike is what we are jumping into tonight. So I guess I'll ask you first, thunderstrike was that something that you bought was this in was this in the gap or was this something you got off the shelf
1: <laughs> now this was uh i was there for for thunderstrike number one at least bought the first couple of issues i don't know that i kept up with it very well this would have been 93 uh, i didn't get out of comics for that for that little gap there until 90 like early 94 spring of 94 i think probably what happened is i got you know i uh, the the, uh, the closest uh, comic shops were a good drive away from where I lived. So if I couldn't convince my parents to take me, I had to depend on a Hux convenience store that was right next to our house, basically. A wow. uh, short walk from our house. So I'll bet Thunderstrike stopped getting carried there, and that's why I didn't continue the journey too far into it. But, okay. but yeah, I always liked the first few issues, yeah.
0: The only storyline that I can recall reading with Eric Masterson in it that I remembered off the top of my head was
1: the infinity gauntlet mm-hmm. and he gets
0: involved, but he yeah, he's, in, he's
1: part of the big fight. The big, all the big brawl issue where all the heroes are fighting Thanos.
0: That's where I learned that he wasn't Thor. I was like, man, Thor looks awesome. And it turns out <laughs> it's not Thor. <laughs> Right.
1: Yeah, he mentions in like his little, uh, in his. forgive me, I've read Infinity Gauntlet number four about 8,000 times. So uh, he mentions in, in his inner monologue about how he's going to turn back into Eric Masterson without his hammer, you know, after 60 seconds or so. Uh,
0: uh, that's right. Yeah, because the the hammer gets teleported away. Right. And he's like, oh, crap, what am I going to do now? I want to make sure I, I explain to people what Thunderstrike is. And obviously, it, it sounds like it has something to do with electricity and lightning and stuff <laughs> like that. And yes, the the illusions to Thor are there. What this is, is uh, uh, Thor had left to go to Asgard, I believe. Um, you you probably read up a little bit on this as well,
1: but I want to kind of... Yeah, I was, was kind of confused by the Wikipedia <laughs> explanation of all the comings and goings of Eric Masterson into the Thor mantle yes. and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I summed it up like this. Thor and Eric Masterson have a bit of the history together mm-hmm. Thor was assisted by Eric I think there was at some point where they were joined together and some point where they were separated but after all that was said and done Thor was grateful for the fact that Eric had helped him and bestowed upon him a gift of a mace described as a mace if I remember correctly it's it called thunderstrike it has a little bit of a, an insignia on it so
1: it just says the world still needs heroes and it's got the word thunderstrike written
0: on it that's right Going into this comic, before Thunderstrike, the character Thunderstrike becomes Thunderstrike. His weapon is called Thunderstrike. So it's like Mjolnir, or however you want to pronounce it. Thor's hammer Mjolnir. Uh, This is Eric Masterson's mace, Thunderstrike. Thor gave it to him and said, hey, I got to head off to Asgard. Do me a favor. I need you to watch over Earth for me. Here's this the hammer excuse me the mace can turn into a staff and it it reminds me of like the thor of old i granted i haven't read much of that but if i remember correctly like uh yeah the
1: original um like kirby and lee thor i believe his alter ego was donald blake he was a a doctor he used a cane so he would strike the cane on the ground and it would turn into the thor and it would turn it would turn into the hammer and it would transform him into thor okay i think that's very
0: similar here where mm -hmm. you know eric Masterson is eric Masterson is not walking around Around like his superhero self the whole time. He is uh, he, he transforms into his superhero self by tapping the staff he was given, which turns into the mace. Thunderstrike. Yep. So that's kind of a bit of a history that we were able to cobble together. Granted, Eric Masterson's not been around a whole long time. I think his
1: first appearance was like in the late 80s. I checked on that to make sure. But yeah, his first appearance was in 88 and it was okay. Thor 391. And then I believe what happened is he and Thor became merged in issue 408. And then in issue 432, he became Thor. Yeah, I like, like, took the place. I of guess Thor, Thor left, and it was just Eric Masterson was Thor. Okay.
0: Yeah. He, he. I remember that he was the Thor in the Thor comic.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, and he had the helmet with like the little eye shield thing that comes down. Uh, I guess that's kind of how he differentiates himself from the standard Thor maybe.
0: Yeah, and it, it kind of makes it makes it easier, I mean, if he was trying to, now, he doesn't do that in this book, but previous to this, if he was trying to act like Thor, or yeah. make people believe he was Thor, that was the way to do it. He had a bit of a mask, so people couldn't recognize him, but he had the wings on the side of his helmet, and, you know, the long flowing blonde hair. It's gotta be mm-hmm. Thor, right? Uh, he's just got a beard, but uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's not the case. According to the wiki created by Tom DeFalco, and Ron Friends. So those two names are... Attached to the book, obviously. Mm-hmm. Written yeah, they by Tom. were the
1: team on Thor, I think, for several years uh, when they and they introduced the character in their run, and then they spun him off into this book after, I guess, they brought the real Thor back or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So, written by Tom DeFalco, penciled by Ron Frenz, inked by Alan Al Milgram, lettered by Rick Parker, and colored by Michael Rockwitz. Now, Thunderstrike number one hits the shelves August third, nineteen ninety-three, and yes, do your best to tell us what that glorious cover looks like. Oh,
1: When somebody says Marvel 90s gimmick covers, this might be the first one that pops to mind. And it's fairly simple, you know, compared to a lot of other gimmick covers, but forgive the pun, but it's such a striking uh, (laughs) image with it's got like these Thunderbolts you know, in the background and with like this kind of a foil sparkly foil, uh, look going to him, And it's just a, an image of, of, uh, kind of jumping towards the reader, you know, with his mace in his hand, his ponytail flapping in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got like a, a little blurb in the, in the, in the box, the corner box that says first explosive issue. And it's even got the explosive is like breaking apart at the end to, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> to really sell the, the, uh, sound effect there. The, the, uh, um, description and i really like the thunderstrike logo even it's got the thunder in sort of the thor style of that uh, logo and then Sh- strike is written out in like more of a hand loose hand drawn style i mean it's just 90s as hell oh, also yeah, uh, thunderstrike has an earring with a lightning bolt so <laughs>
0: yeah. oh now that's nice because that actually comes up uh in the book where <laughs> he changes he goes to somebody to looks uh looks for some help in regards to changing his costume she specifically mentioned that uh, uh, the right man with an earring is sexy <laughs> as hell. It's funny because then like within a, a panel or so after that, when he first appears, I'm looking for the earring right. <laughs> and I didn't see it. If I, if I remember, right, I don't think I saw it on there, but I'm glad it's on the cover. So, yeah, I
1: don't know it, if he has it in the I didn't even think about
0: that. Um, it, because right when you first time you see him after talking to her, I think it's like he's he's heading after our yeah. main villain blood axe um but i haven't as yeah. we're talking i'm going to peruse through and just see if we can okay, find he, he, i'm looking
1: now he does have it but it's miscolored so it looks like it's part of his jacket Oh, okay. All right. The colorist did not like um, color it yellow. So it looks like it it kind of blends in with his vest.
0: What ear are we? uh...
1: uh, It'd be the left ear. Left ear?
0: Well, there you go. So that's our fashion talk.
1: (laughs) Speaking of the earring, uh, I actually picked up a Thunderstrike action figure from uh, uh, my local comic shop recently. And it does not have an earring. Oh, so we need to have to yeah, we need designers. To have it's also missing, uh, the glove that he's got on his left hand that I has like me. just two, two fingers, fingers covered and the other fingers are exposed. One of those weird gloves. I'm wondering if there is a, who knows? I mean, some of this stuff is
0: just, we know it's nineties. We know they throw stuff on people just so it looks good, but yeah, you never know. There, there might be somebody out there. It's like, Hey, listen, huh? I use a mace for a living. And let me tell you about that (laughs) glove. Could be. (laughs) But uh... that synopsis is right around the corner. But let me first talk about Amazon Music. You're going to find it difficult to find Blood Axe's mid-90s metal hit Bloody Blast Beats but you will be able to find ACDC's 1990 album The Razor's Edge featuring Gotcha by the Balls, Money Talks and of course that great opener Thunderstruck. If you head to get amazonmusiccom w 2 Network, you can get a free 30-day trial where you can check out over 70 million songs. That's getamazonmusic.com/w the number 2m network for that free 30-day trial. Just wanted to break in here real quick and give you all a bit of a spoiler warning. When Chris and I get into the discussion, some of the mysteries surrounding characters in the book will get revealed, so be prepared. We open with a carjacking that gets foiled by the helmeted Eric Masterson wielding a mace called Thunderstrike, whom everyone believes is Thor. Making quick work of the carjackers, Eric is able to thwart their plans until the police arrive, arresting the criminals. Eric leaves the scene in a hurry to meet up with his lawyer friend, Samantha Joyce. On the way there, he reminisces on how he came to be where he is right now. Having a history of helping Thor out a few times, Thor gave Eric a mace that disguises itself as a simple walking stick, also depowering him. Thor Thor charged Eric as being his successor as Thor had to leave for Asgard. Since then, he has been keeping a secret identity and fighting crime. Meanwhile, Eric's fitness model ex-wife, Marcy, who is now married a football player by the name of Bobby Steele, is busy filming for her next infomercial. When Bobby leaves the event early, he is viciously attacked by a carjacker and loses his vehicle. Arriving at home, Eric learns the events of what happened to Bobby Steele from his son, Kevin, and says that he might have Thor or look into things recovering in a hospital Bobby learns that some carjackers were caught by the police today obviously the encounter that uh, uh, Thunderstrike had at the beginning of the book and away from the others reaching into his bag Bob- Bobby brings out a large axe becoming blood axe and heads for the jail to exact vengeance we interrupt this synopsis to let you know that I'm wrong. Yes, when I wrote this down, I assumed that this character, Bobby Steele, was Bloodaxe. Get ready, because I'm about to learn otherwise. Killing one of the carjackers, he, is, he extracts info from the others to find where the rest of them are, and that the man who is leading them is a villain called Carjack. <laughs> dramatic pause and everything. Blood Axe arrives at the chop shop, but his plans are stymied when Eric arrives, giving the carjackers and their leader the time to leave. During the battle, it is clear that Eric is no match for Blood Axe and is about to kill Eric when a large beam hits Blood Axe, sending him backward. As the police arrive, Blood Axe decides to part, leaving a beaten Eric Masterson thankful that he survived, but confused as to who saved him. (laughs) Eric Eric then decides he needs to get a new costume, as he's a little bit uh, tired of everyone confusing him with Thor. Uh, So after hearing on the news that Carjack had been released after being arrested shortly after his fight with Bloodaxe, Eric reaches out to his ex-wife to let Bobby know he may want to watch out. Unfortunately, when Bobby heard the news, he left immediately and Marcy can't find him. As Carjack celebrates his release, Bloodaxe arrives, intent on killing him. However, Eric shows up again to stop him. Supporting a new look and more confidence, Eric brings the fight to Bloodaxe. But when Carjack opens fire, Bloodaxe reverses the direction of the bullets, killing nearly everyone that pulled the trigger. Enraged, Eric begins to beat on Bloodaxe, disarming him and then hitting him with a beam from his mace, sending Bloodaxe away from the chop shop as it collapses to the ground. When rescue workers arrive, a pile of rubble begins to shake, and out from under comes Eric with his mace and the axe of Axe. When a rescue worker calls Eric Thor, he corrects him and quickly says his name is Thunderstrike. Now, Eric has to figure out what his next step will be. Oh yeah, next issue The Juggernaut Comes a Calling <laughs> Wow, it goes from bad to worse for this guy, and I love that last page where it's Juggernaut with the smile like he is, the evil yeah. smile, and, and the reflection of <laughs> Eric with the mace in one hand and axe in the other, and he's ready to go. Um,
1: I believe that's the cover to issue too, or, or similar to that
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the issue right now. Nothing can stop the Juggernaut Don't bet <laughs> on it uh, Alright man, so that's that's our issue here. I mean, we get our introduction to Eric Masterson. I mean, if you're just brand new, you pulled this comic off the shelf because it looks cool. And you're like, man, look at this character, man, what's Thor doing with a ponytail and all this. And you, we get to learn about uh, Eric and Thunderstrike. We also get to learn about blood Axe, who I never did look this up. I think he's been around prior to this.
1: Yeah. He appeared uh, a few times in the Thor book as well before this. And I was gonna give you. We can leave it in, or we can no, edit it you're out. I need to <laughs> take it out because I'm looking it over right now. I thought it was because I remember when I was a kid reading this. I was like, "Well, it's obviously that guy, you know. Oh, it's okay. obviously so, her 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 husband is is Blood Axe.
0: Okay, uh, and that so was like a red
1: herring. I wasn't confused then. So yeah, because they're clearly trying to point it, point him as like the prime suspect. Because I guess it had never been revealed in the past who Blood Axe was. And they were kind of building him up, I guess, in this book. But okay. yeah, eventually he's revealed to be uh, a different character.
0: So yeah, I just went to the page, and ladies and gentlemen, okay, I'm go- <laughs> I'm leaving it in, but I'm going to obviously be talking to people right now and saying, boy, was I wrong. And I'm go- <laughs> that's just one of those times that comics got me. Um, yeah, looking at the wiki here, Axe is a guy by the name of Jackie Lucas, which that is a relation to who is that? Because I know that name.
1: She's in this issue. It's it's the it's the woman who wants Eric to move in with her.
0: No. <laughs> it, I thought, holy crap, dude. I thought it was a guy. <laughs> wow, dude, that's awesome. Okay, well, yeah. Because yeah actually,
1: not too long ago, maybe less than six months ago, I, I grabbed a bunch of Thunderstrike issues out of a dollar box and decided to try and write, read through the run. Um, but I still don't have them all. But yeah, I knew that uh, some, somehow along over the years, I've figured out that Blood Axe was somebody else besides her ex husband, which is what I'd always kind of assumed since I was a kid, cause I never finished the series. Yeah. And as I was ready, to, as I was going to reread these issues, I was like, I'm going to try to avoid finding out who that really was just so I just say to save it as a surprise when I get to the, the reveal in, in my reread or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I was doing like the looking up stuff for this podcast, I, it was hard to avoid. So I figured it out then. It's
0: so funny because I, I, you know, of all the characters I looked at, I never even brought up blood Axe to look at. And that would have completely ruined
1: what the surprise <laughs> I just had. Yeah. It's but, right. Right there on the Wikipedia page, there it is. (laughs) Alter ego.
0: It's 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 just two words right after the first one. So yeah, Blood Axe did appear in. uh, uh, Well, the Blood Axe, the character. We'll just say Blood Axe showed up in 1992, July of 1992, so about a year before this. What do we hmm. say? It was April, August. Yes, yeah, so it this was about a year before this in Thor volume 449. So Blood Axe has been around at this point. Clearly, we didn't know who the alter ego was. I assume it wasn't <laughs> given away prior to uh, this first issue. But yeah, I was completely snowballed on that. I had no idea. I was like, well, this is easy. It's, it's the husband. <laughs> and, and it's so funny. Uh, um, you know, this is one of my talking points, but I'm getting it out of the way right now because it completely sure. relates to it. When that sleaze ball looking <laughs> at new boyfriend, husband, whatever, Bobby Steele showed up like football player, and I'm like, this guy, look at the mustache. <laughs> Curly black hair. Oh, I'm gonna hate this dude.
1: Yeah, I know from reading uh you know the next few issues that he even not even with him not being blood axe, there's plenty of reason to hate that guy.
0: Okay. Well the thing is is that I did a complete 180 because I love the Bloodaxe character so much <laughs> I was like, holy crap, this guy is awesome,
1: alright I All right. be a fan of this mulleted, mustachioed football yeah, for you. I do not
0: want to do this, but I mean I look at the skull kneecaps caps. <laughs> You know, look at the freaking armor this dude's got on. He's when we're talking about blood axe, just imagine like uh, a Punisher mindset in mm-hmm. somebody who can battle Thor. That's kind of exactly what this is. He's you know, he can't believe these people are preying on the dregs of society. He's going to use his axe to take out anybody who seems to be an evil doer without restraint. He's going to take them out, no quarter given. So yeah, dude, when I'm thinking, well, this shmarmy freaking curly haired. <laughs> Bobby Steele as Blood Axe. Well, I guess I'm going to give him some leeway because, man, his alter ego is pretty awesome. But, wow, already I've only read one issue, and I'm like, I can't believe some of the twists and turns that occur later on. So that's uh, that's good stuff. It already had me. But anyway, okay, so let me step back. Aside from the Blood Axe revelation that I just experienced, <laughs> um, what what'd you think, man? What's your thoughts here? Uh,
1: this is a really good first issue, I think, and it's – I think it shows that DeFalco and Ron Friends were, like... They were vets by this point, I think. Uh, They had been doing comics for a long time. I like
0: this artwork. I've I've I've
1: done a lot of Spider-Man stuff in, like, the 80s. Uh, There's a lot of big splash pages in this issue and stuff like that, but... It still has the, kind of the feel as far as the panel layouts and everything of more of like a a, a 70s, 80s style uh, Marvel comic. I agree. Square in
0: the 90s, we do have some big bombastic battles, some really mm-hmm. crazy looking, uh, some crazy looking villains. But there is you're very much wrapped up. In the, you're very much wrapped up in the life of Eric Masterson and what he's trying to do. I mean, if you look at like
1: pages four and five specifically, like there is so much text from like, description boxes uh, to inter monologue to word balloons. Like there's just a ton of text. And it it isn't, I mean, this took, I actually timed myself because I had read this, like I said, like less than six months ago. So Mm -hmm. when I read it today, I timed myself and it took me 28 minutes and 42 seconds. That's that's quite a a haul for a 90s comic. It is really. It's like a double-sized issue or whatever, but like it's really dense. When I sit down in front of a comic
0: and I see that much text, I immediately go, oh, man, here we go.
1: It's (laughs) daunting. Yeah,
0: it's like, but the thing is, is that when I read this, and I'm, you know, this is not hyperbole or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) When I started reading this, I got through it, and I didn't recognize it being overly long, in my opinion. For me, it seemed to go smooth because everything that was said mattered, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times when you get that really overwrought, So much dense dialogue, uh, especially for like a 70s comic. That's that's a good representation (laughs) of 70s. It could be a burden. Yeah. And you're just like, you don't need to say this. Let your art say it. But this right here, I didn't get that.
1: It's a number one issue. It's a new character, quote unquote, new character. But it's also like you've got to catch the readers up on Masterson and kind of his history with Thor. All these new characters that are, I'm assuming, had already appeared in the Thor run. Like, so you're entered, you're kind of catching it, playing catch up to a lot of new readers who are see the shiny new number one and the new character, and they and they're hopping in to this.
0: Yeah, yeah, so there's I, a lot I agree. Of,
1: a lot of ground to cover. To, to get it is. Up to the the reveal of thunderstrike later in the <laughs> issue you know a lot of this, it seemed like DeFalco, which I think Friends was also like the co plotter. So both of them, I think they were really wanting to make this like the real world, like a street level hero, even though he's a little more powerful than like a Spider Man or whatever. Uh, they established later, you know, late in the, or about midway through the issue in his first fight with Axe, that he's not as strong as Thor. He doesn't have the power level that Thor had.
0: Right at the front of this issue, it's a carjacking and a guy yeah. that looks like Thor just shows up to stop a carjacking. And you're like, whoa, wait a second. He- Yeah, this is absolutely street level. That was the first thing that I thought when I saw it. I was like, why is he here? (laughs) Why is he doing this on the street? But just like you said, he's pretty powerful, but he's not as powerful as Thor. Right.
1: And, you know, he he smashes this woman's car who's uh, being carjacked because the guy trying to run her over, uh, him and her uh, over. And, you know, he has that uh, little inner monologue of like, hey, uh, what do we do about her car? Like, uh, will the insurance, will will the Avengers insurance cover her? Uh, Should I get my own insurance? I don't understand. Like, there's a lot of, like, uh, real world stuff that, like, just an everyman like doesn't really know how to you know how to handle this kind of stuff like exactly what what to do in these kind of extreme situations and stuff
0: if they would have left that as him smashing the car and like here you go (laughs) here's the cops and then he just left i'm like oh that's something that you wouldn't have seen in comic books prior to this they would have left that alone they would have just said save the damsel and i'm out (laughs) um
1: yeah i'm sure that's the first time you know i was 13 when this came out i'm sure that was the first time i'd ever considered anything like that <laughs> but a lot of this issue
0: deals with Eric Masterson trying to kind of find his his place in in the world, you know, he everybody's thinking he's Thor, he knows mm-hmm. and he gets that across a lot, you know, that's getting a, that's that is put through the book plenty that he's not <laughs> as powerful as Thor. You also, as a, Eric Masterson, as a person, he's going through some personal struggles. I mean, he says he's living at uh, the Avengers Mansion, but it, it's very—it's out there that he may possibly be homeless. Right? Because yeah, he's talking about like
1: now that Thor's back uh, and he's not Thor anymore. Like that's not going to be an option for him anymore.
0: He's trying to find a—you know—he's trying to find a place to live. He's got this secret identity. He's trying to. Obviously, a dual identity that he's he's got to keep from the people that he loves. Uh, the, only, the other thing that's kind of very real world on top of this is the fact that he's divorced. I don't know off the top of my head. I you could probably name a few. What other
1: superheroes do you know that are go went, go through that? I mean, I guess Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, maybe, that's if it had, that had happened actors. at this point, but that's something I was not was not familiar with, you know? Yeah, you but, didn't see that very much in 90s comic. It was a very right. 90s thing. I mean,
0: I, my parents got divorced in the 80s, so seeing that on a comic book page, it's not like I'm yelling, hey, represent, or anything like that, <laughs> right. but I mean... That's something that really happens. But yeah, Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne will be the first people that I think of who had a relationship or not in a relationship. And you got the whole abuse lines so that that's a, a prime example of real world stuff right there. It's good that they added that element in here. So Eric Masters, he's going through it, man. Divorced guy, almost homeless, you know, trying to figure out, you know, one of the hardest things in this whole issue is him just coming up with a name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's trying to come up with a, a, a name for his identity as Thunderstrike. I don't think he was very confident at the end when he finally picked it. He was like, uh, and he just looked at his mace or something and went, Thunderstrike?
1: I uh. think he even says that it's stupid. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, so, okay. A shadowy figure that's watching Eric. Now, this does not get disclosed in this issue, but there is a sh- like this shadowy figure that kind of keeps an eye on Eric Masterson. So, I assume this person knows Knows that Eric Masterson is Thunderstrike uh or has a secret identity maybe right yeah but um we don't get to see who that is you've read a- ahead do you know who this yeah but i
1: i don't think uh that character has been revealed up to where i'm at so
0: okay all right well then we're just going to leave a mystery for the listeners
1: <laughs> there you go
0: i i guess i'm going to lay my money 70% that that was the person that saved him from getting killed by Blood Axe, or at least really messed up. This brings me to my favorite part of this book. <laughs> All right. And that is Blood Axe.
1: I love, we get a good look at him. The first like, great look at his costume is, I guess, on page 22. Yeah. So... Yeah, D- describe uh, Blood Axe for us. Okay.
0: All right, I'm, I think the hardest nineties is hell. Oh, dude! I mean, okay. So imagine the Red Skull, but put <laughs> on about I don't know seventy pounds of muscle. Okay, give him a black leather jacket, some I don't know what you call these metal armbands. All right, mm-hmm. get you one of them bracelets that got the spikes on them. Okay, <laughs> all right, but don't put the spike bracelet on your wrist. You put it on your foot. Yeah, all right. <laughs> (laughs) All right. Now, my favorite addition to this costume that sets this thing all off. I was talking about the red skull. So your primary colors are going to be black and red, red Mm. skull, black jacket, black pants, red bracelet, red skull knee pads. All right. (laughs) That is that's where it's at right there. And yes, this is 90s is all hell. But I, I mean, the the red skull. Okay, this isn't like a skull. Imagine a metallic skull. Okay, yeah, it's, it's more not like a
1: helmet almost seems yeah. seems like.
0: I can tell you the facial features definitely look like uh actual bone, but the helmet, mm-hmm. the helmet definitely it has it, it's shiny and looks uh, metal now. Don't forget the shoulder pad. The shoulder pad, that's right now. So only, only one. One, <laughs> one shoulder pad. Okay, Legion of Doom straight from <laughs> straight from WCW. It was the Road Warriors from WCW. Okay. So I got that backwards. Legion of Doom from WWE or or the road warriors who who put these massive shoulder pads on well take one of those shoulder pads off with the spikes
1: I like to think friends was doing the the sketch of blood act and DeFalco was looking at, at, and he had two shoulder pads with the big spikes and he was like too much, man, just (laughs) get rid of of one of the shoulder pads.
0: So obviously it's in the name, his weapon of choice, their weapon of choice, because obviously I've got my pronouns mixed up (laughs) Their Their weapon of choice is a ax with a chain on the back on the bottom of it. So I'm looking at the first appearance here. And this, or the first page that we see,
1: blood axe. Any idea like where the chain goes? I don't know. There's only one little link like (laughs) left on there. I know that the axe comes from the executioner, which is another Asgardian Scourge The executioner.
0: So I don't know what picture you're looking at, but I I know you're looking at the one. I I assume you're looking at the one where he busts through the chop shop. Yeah. Okay. So if you turn your page, like if you go back like a couple pages, right where he comes out, uh, and he's got. Oh yeah, yeah. I see it now. So that chain goes somewhere like to his back or something but i assume you could just it's so he doesn't lose it but guess what that don't work <laughs> he, he he probably disconnected it <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, dude, chain. Chains, axes, skulls, spikes, okay? Every checkbox right there. Yep, checking every box. (laughs) I love it. But yeah, man, absolutely 100% Doug. The first time I've ever seen this character. I'm turning a page and I'm like, whoa, look at that, dude. (laughs) That is awesome. So I was excited. Uh, Very cool looking villain. If he's been around since the Thor days, I think we said it was like, uh, yeah, it was 92. So his first appearance ever at as blood axe was 92 so he's a 90s character for sure uh and i hope he's looked like this the whole time and (laughs) now i'm like really wanting to find out whatever happened to blood axe
1: now i know he uh blood axe comes back frequently i think in the thunderstrike series very good blood axe is not the only villain in this issue uh what do you think about carjack Carjack.
0: jack okay when we first see carjack Imagine a trench coat wearing purple panted, red booted yellow shirt, uh, <laughs> but mainly a Doctor Doom mask which sure. that looks it's a little bit more modified. The hair, short dreadlocks. You probably are making an assumption as to the race right. of the character underneath the, the mask and the outfit, uh, because every part of this person's body is covered with some type of clothing.
1: He's fairly like a uh, big, imposing uh, looking self. character. Yeah. He's a style dude. But I mean, he caps one of the
0: guys, one of his thugs that's going around. I mean, there's this city, which I assume is New York. I, I, I didn't check. To see yeah, I think that so. That. But, I mean, they are besieged. I may have made it sound too light earlier about people are getting carjacked and Thor showing up. <laughs> people are getting hurt. I mean, right. there's we watched Bobby who gets nailed from. They said that they capped Bobby Steele. I was like, Bobby's dead? I guess <laughs> like, dude just showed up. I hated him and now he's dead. But uh, he actually just got hit in the head and he was bleeding and he needed stitches. So Carjack's a pretty big dude. He's able to grab one of his thugs from behind, hold him up with one arm. So he's, he's pretty stout. But you soon find out as the story goes on when the big battle happens there at the chop shop, if I remember right, it, maybe it was the first one, I think when blood Act first showed up mm-hmm. uh, in order to get away, carjack takes his mask off and it's a white guy underneath yeah. who just takes off running and he still gets arrested, but you know, he, he, they can't pin anything on him. but I, you know, I'm burying the lead here. This guy, all right, runs a chop shop full of thugs, <laughs> full of carjackers. And yes, his name that he chose as a villain, is Car Jack. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, if you're gonna do something, do it well.
1: Keep it simple.
0: Keep it simple. Hey, who's this guy that's been running around jacking cars? Who's the guy behind it all? Well, sir, that's Car Jack. Oh, okay. Oh,
1: well. It's and it's weird that like he seems almost like he's running a cult or something. <laughs> You know, once they get sprung, you know, due to lack of evidence or whatever, and they're back on the streets, they're they're having like a big party, and he's he basically says tomorrow we'll we'll turn the streets red with blood. Yeah, and then you know, uh, Blood Act shows back up again to to thwart him. But like, yeah, he's uh, there. There are a few moments in here where it just seems like he is. As interested in bloodshed as he is in, like,
0: money. (laughs) cards? It's like, dude, okay, I I don't know about cornering the most evil chop shop villain in the world. But I'd say he probably did it. I would. I mean, I I'm I'm assuming that there's no other person that's as evil as him that also jacks cars. And it's funny though because he gets upset when blood gets on the car because that hurts the resale value. I mean, Mm. we learned that you don't want to get blood on the (laughs) entire interior of the car.
1: I checked uh, two appearances.
0: Two appearances for car jack. Well, we read one. I'm yeah. curious. You had the one he is, dies. Yeah, issue two. <laughs> well, so there you go, Carjack. Jack. Um, we hardly knew ye. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. The other couple notes I had here was just as the as the comic goes along. Eric figuring out his powers was pretty cool. You know, he doesn't know specifically what all this
1: mace can do. Yeah, he didn't uh, so get an instruction manual with it.
0: <laughs> no, he didn't. He's going along. He's trying to figure out what to uh, how it works, and it it's the one thing that saves his butt at the end when he's in his second confrontation with blood where Bloodaxe is about to come at him again. And he, of course this time, you know, Eric's got his gumption up and he (laughs) ends up waylaying him with some kind of blast from the mace. And and that, that pretty much, he had no idea that that was going to happen. It it was like, wow, you know, I'm figuring this. So that's pretty neat. You know, we're kind of like, that's a good way for the writer to get us along on the ride with Eric as he's learning about his new world and his new circumstances. But yeah, the last note I had here was just about how Eric lands on his name and we kind of already covered that. You know, it's at at the very end. He's not exactly too confident about it, but you know, hey, it's Thunderstrike, baby. That's what I'm going to go with. And (laughs) there you go. So
1: Uh, the only other thing I really had uh, was Code Blue who show up uh, in this issue. They're kind of like an elite SWAT team, you know, that I think, I'm actually gonna look them up here real quick so i don't they, get anything wrong there seemed to be a history eric refers to him as stone it looks like their first appearance was in mar uh, thor 426 uh in 1990 so i'm assuming he has some history with them as thor but yeah they they almost become like co-stars in the book for a while and i I believe in some of the later issues like they only ran to issue 24 uh but i think in some of the the issues in the teens there's even like a code blue flipbook uh Well, they had their own stories in there. So, I think I read up through issue like seven or eight and I know they appear uh, a lot in those issues as almost like uh, co-stars of the book yeah and yeah i can tell they're no, pretty diverse like that i mean it almost seemed like they were based on like you know an 80s cop show uh they all kind of have their own distinct personalities all kind of get their their own moment of screen time at different points in the in the issues so anyway i like those characters so
0: they show up for a quick second i could tell there was a history behind them but i didn't know it was that becomes that extensive which is pretty cool can you turn to where the page is where code blue uh right before eric comes out of the rubble i think it's like the second to last page, maybe the third to last yeah. page. So in the ambulance, is that Carjack? I don't know, because he's in like a wheelchair. That's what I thought, too. That's why in the synopsis, I said, you know, it, there was people that were killed, but they uh, some near nearly everybody was killed. They specifically say within the hour, ambulances carted away the wounded and police vans have seen to the rest. Maybe that because that looks like Carjack. Yeah, I mean, it like, looks
1: like him, but he's got like white hair. But that could easily just be like. A coloring mistake or whatever. Yeah. He's smoking a cigarette, which is odd.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it's almost like Nick Fury with white hair.
1: <laughs> so
0: that's why I assumed Carjack was coming back, because I thought they arrested him. The, he's not in handcuffs, so it can't be him. They, I would imagine they would yeah, put him in handcuffs. True. So, I don't know. Interesting. But, all right, well, tell me about your favorite panel. Do you got one? You I mean, that's
1: kind of tough, because they're... Are actually a ton of potential, you know, favorite panels in here. There's a lot of big, splashy, full page, and even like double page spreads. Uh, I'm going to go small though okay. and i'm gonna go with the panel the second panel of page 19 okay. which is where blood axe uh attacks the prisoners in the oh, jail cell, and he just like melts uh this guy yeah. like it's right as a lost arc oh. <laughs> until he's just a skeleton
0: he can't even finish his sentence he's like right. hey there's a guy running <laughs> toward the way <wind." laughs> that guy gets obliterated <laughs> That's Which fantastic. the most violent thing that happened in this book by a wide margin. But easily for me is the previous page. And that's that, that first appearance. Yeah. When I first saw Blood Axe. For me, when it comes to a panel, page, whatever, I got to take into account two things. Moments <laughs> and I got to take into what it looks like. And this did both of those for me because this is one of those things where I saw this and was like, holy crap. You know, this will be the panel that I choose. Um, it's a good one. Yeah, man. <laughs> It's a sweet, sweet looking character.
1: I was gonna say, I'm kind of looking through here. There are the second and third pages. It's like a splash page, but a sideways of like Eric in the Thor costume, basically standing on the car. And then there's another sideways full page splash of him like tackling Blood Axe. There's a big two-page splash of him disarming Bloodhacks uh, late in the issue. There's a big one-page of the first appearance of Thunderstrike when you first see him in his new costume. So, yeah, a ton of those, like, big moments in this, in this book.
0: My hat's off to Ron Friends here because, I, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. I've heard other people, like, say they dislike it. But, okay, if you go through the panel layout, page layout, a lot of people that I've heard discuss comics and the layout of comics do not like things that bleed into other
1: panels. Yeah, I think I'm a fan of it. He does a lot of that in in these in these pages.
0: Yeah, dude, if you look at, uh, you know, I'm looking at Carjack holding up the thug. The thug is being held up, breaking the panel and going into the panel above, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like it because it's unconventional, but... Yeah. Uh, you know that's one thing that really sets this issue apart for me is the fact that, just like you said, we get landscape layouts and some of this stuff, we get two page, they're doing everything all over the place. Blood Axe bursts into the chop shop and he's standing there, and his shoulders and head are in the panel above him. Um, and it's a good use of space, in my opinion, too, because a lot of times in the, the panels that you have, there's negative space, so mm-hmm. uh, there's stuff that's not being used, so it's cool to actually see it
1: being used,
0: but I just wanted to see where you stood on that. I'm a fan of it. So it sounds yeah, like, I like it.
1: it. What's becoming almost a week a regular plug for observations, yeah. <laughs> Rob Liefeld podcast. Uh, I've heard him talk on there about in his early days where editors were really on him and some of the other young artists at the time to like not break panel borders and and stuff like that, like to keep it traditional and kind of restricting basically restricting their creativity and stuff like that. And so
0: I think that's it, man. Let's go ahead. We'll uh, I we'll, we'll close up shop here. Was there anything else I was supposed to bring out? Up- I could go into comments. I know, I don't think we had too many, but let me I think pull just
1: Evan maybe. and Oh
0: yeah. We know Evan Bevins was going to be pulling for Thunderstrike. Yeah. He mm. immediately put in there. He was like, like, there's a choice. <laughs> I was like, well, crap.
1: He had a, a nice pun, I believe too.
0: Yeah. Oh, vested. That's <laughs> what he meant by that. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: Vested interest. What'd you think of the new costume? We talked, a bit, we talked about the earring. A lot of people, I think when they think nineties, Thunderstrike is one of the first things that comes to mind and it might be the ponytail might be the vest like the sleeveless vest which this is at a point where a lot of the other avengers wore jackets for some reason i'm not sure what yeah. the logic behind that was really but yeah i dig i dig the costume and uh interestingly enough some of the set photos from thor love and thunder uh you can see thor is wearing a red vest like a sleeveless vest Ooh. Uh, in some of those so that's got some people speculating like maybe some references to Thunderstrike or Eric Masterson is going to maybe be in in the new Thor movie. Who knows? But
0: yeah, better maybe. I better
1: go ahead and try and get me a first appearance of Eric Masterson uh, now before it shoots up. <laughs> it's like everything is man. Gosh, me and my buddy that that uh, uh, works at the comic shop were talking the other day about like every week you can walk into the shop and you'll see new comics on the back wall that it's like what the hell is that doing up there for fifty bucks. Why? Who cares about that comic? And wow. it's because some random character is rumored to be in a new movie or whatever, you know? That's insane, man.
0: All right. Well, I mean, unless there's anything else, we can close up shop. You can go ahead and do your plugs, and then I'll do mine. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at BrodyMan34. Very good. You can follow me, at stiznarchy on Twitter, if you do so wish. Look, go check out the Unspoken Issues podcast Facebook page. You know, hey, check it out. We go... You, <laughs> like i said earlier chris and i will throw up some uh, choices there dean compton gets in on the action our members of the podcast uh the podcast facebook page do the same and of course you know we're all part of the unspoken decade which is the most fantastic site that you can go and check out all (laughs) all sorts of articles for 1990s comics the gimmick era has never been covered so well Did someone say Unspoken Decade, the place where you need to go to check out some great articles about comics in the 90s? This would be a good time to plug a sponsor of the W2M network, and that is Grammarly. For you, the listeners of Unspoken Issues, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W the number two M network to download Grammarly for free. Shout out to the W2M Network for hosting the podcast and of course the Radulich and Broadcasting Network as well. That's Chris Armstrong over there. I'm Jesse Starcher. We will return in a couple weeks. We'll talk to you then. Have a good one. Bye bye. <laughs>